Välkommen till Freuds Toolbox, skolans inspirationspodd med fokus på känslor, relationer, lärande och ledarskap. Tillsammans med Kenneth Freud får du inspireras av och lära av nationellt och internationellt ledande experter på evidensbaserat lärande och ledarskap. Hi everyone, today we will talk about uh, how to manage the diverse classroom. In Sweden, I think all our classrooms are more and more diverse and that means, that means challenges for all your teachers. And in Sweden, we a lot focus on something we call the student health team. And sort of the, the key for success for those teams are that they are multi-professional. But uh, what if you could be multi-professional directly in your classroom? And my life, my work life has been about inclusion, sort of to, to let every student participate and belong and be able to thrive. And then I would travel the world and met a lot of very, very good experts in different areas. And two of the most important for me has been David Mitchell, who for me is Mr. Inclusion from an evidence-based perspective from research. And another one is John Hattie, who's like evidence-based learning strategies in general. So I talked to them a number of times in these episodes, these interviews and round the table talks. But now for almost 20 episodes, I have hidden for you two of the most important persons for me. That is sort of key to multi-professional ways of evidence-based handling, managing of diverse classrooms. And these two people will introduce themselves, actually. So, welcome, Wendy and Jen. Any of you could start. Jen? Uh, I'm Jen Austin. Um, I'm at Georgia State University in Atlanta uh, in the United States. Uh, prior to coming to Georgia State, um, I was at the University of South Wales in the United Kingdom. And throughout my career, I've worked with uh, kids with special education needs, uh, particularly children with emotional and behavioral disorders, and also working with teachers to help them understand um, how to best meet the needs of, of these students. And multidisciplinary working is the only way that you're going to accomplish what you need to accomplish um, with these kids. So even though I come from a particular perspective, which is behavior analysis, I recognize the value of lots of different perspectives and ways of working until you find the best evidence-based practices to work with uh, particular children and help them be successful and also help their teachers be successful as well. And I'm Wendy, Dr. Wendy Murawski. I am the Eisner Endowed Chair and Executive Director of the Center for Teaching and Learning at California State University, Northridge, which is in the Los Angeles area, also in the United States. And my focus and passion is co-teaching and inclusive education. So 
I too believe as, as Kenneth started that all classes anymore are diverse and some children have labels where we can know or think we know what they need, but most of our students have needs and they range every single day. So I'm a huge fan of working collaboratively. And I love the fact that I have had the opportunity to work collaboratively with Jen when she was in Wales and with Kenneth in Sweden. Um, I've also written 18 books on collaboration, co-teaching, inclusion, because that's really my fascination, my passion, um, and my research. And I have presented in many countries and uh, throughout 48 of the 50 states. So I still have a couple I need to do. Weirdly enough, Alaska has not called me to go and, and present, but I'm, I've still got my fingers crossed on that one. So I love working collaboratively. And I just know that when we do the same thing in schools, that's when the magic happens. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, thank you for being here, both of you. I think a challenge in for every teacher for one thing, they don't have time. They get more and more demands and they're supposed to do so many things also except from teaching. And at the same time, they're getting a more and more diverse classroom with a lot of challenges and a lot of diversity to manage. And of course, they need to use evidence-based strategies to, to manage that. And normally, they may read a book about one strategy, a book about another and another and another. And most of them are very good and they are theoretical. So they need to sort of read the book and try to translate it into what should I do in my classroom? And after that, they say, hmm, can I combine it to another strategy? And then need to find it out themselves why they are struggling sort of with their daily teaching. And I think that is a challenge. And I guess that is why there is another book, another type of book now, isn't it? Yeah, I'll jump on that one um, because I am very pleased with the book that we have um, in Sweden, uh, in student literature. And it's something that I think because of what you said, Kenneth, all three of us have been challenged with working with teachers who have had too much on their plates, whether it's in Sweden, in the United States, in Denmark, in, you know, any, pretty much anywhere. I don't think there's any country anywhere where the teachers will say, oh, we're bored. <laughs> this is easy. So. Yeah. Um, having, you know, Jen and I have uh, more of a researcher perspective on this, and you have such a nice practical nature being in the schools. I think we all talked about and recognized that we don't want to have something out there that's just theoretical. We need something that teachers can pick up and and feel like it's very practical. Um, and Kenneth, will you please just, in Swedish, say the name? Because I know what <laughs> the, our teacher's toolkit in, in yeah. English, but... The, the, uh, the name of the book is Lärarens verktygslåda, which is the same as the teacher's toolkit then. Lärarens verktygslåda, you need to learn that. Yeah, I, I need to be able to learn that. Yeah. Lärarens verktygslåda. Verktygslåda. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. Well, good. and the way we structured this book, um, we really did kind of flip it. A lot of times, as you mentioned, people will read and, and you know, Jen, with her background in, in ABA and um, uh, applied behavior analysis, you know, we really do want people not just to have a trick, but we want them to understand why they're doing what they're doing. 
And yet so many books will lose people's interest if it's all theoretical and they have to figure it out at the end. So what we did in this book is we took very practical situations, things that every teacher, regardless of, of what grade level or what country they're in, the idea that these are things that happen all the time, the student who's always calling out or the um, the student who lacks motivation or, you know, it goes on and on. And I'll let Jen talk to some of those as well. But we give the situation, then we give strategies of what to do about the situation. And then we give the research, the theory, the evidence base behind it so that people will understand this wasn't a, a just a fun tip or something that they would just get because they I don't know if if in Sweden they use Pinterest but in the United States it's like yeah, we do yeah yeah okay so just to, you know we don't want it just to be a fun thing we want it to be something that is practical and then has the evidence base but that teachers will pick it up and say this is this is doable Jen what do you think yeah, I agree with everything that you said, Wendy, and I want to go back to something that, that Kenneth said about um, uh, knowing about theory as a, as a teacher, and, and many of the teachers that I've worked with over the years, particularly when it comes to uh, managing kids' behavior and supporting them to, to behave differently, they have a lot of theory from their teacher preparation preparation, but not a lot of practical strategies. And as you said, Wendy, we give the practical strategies in this book. Um, and we drew on our collective experience working in schools to come up with these scenarios of kids that we've all met, you know, and seen teachers feel like they want to pull their hair out because they're not sure how to best support the this, uh, this student's success. But the thing that I really love about this book and, and why I feel so honored to be a part of it is that I think that education can be very dogmatic, meaning that you're taught a particular way of looking at things or solving a problem and you get tricked into thinking that's the only way to think about it. And we have very diverse backgrounds, the three of us, but we were able to find so much common ground. So this isn't a book about, this is how you would do it if you subscribe to this theory. This is how you should do it if you subscribe. It's not about your theory. It's not about your belief. It's about what works. And as I said before, what works is multidisciplinary working, working together, finding that common ground. And I think as we were writing this book, we would often come up with some of the same solutions. And I'd say, hey, that's how a behavior analyst does it. <laughs> and say, hey, that's how you know someone else would, would approach that problem as well. So I think it's just, it's such a nice example of how you can come at a problem from many different angles, find the, that common ground and have a practical way of solving that problem. And I don't think that there's another book that does what this book does and approaches it this way um, in terms of looking at those different theories and saying, you don't have to subscribe to one, subscribe to lots of them and you're going to be better off for it. Your kids are going to be better off for it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. Uh, yeah, sorry. sorry, go ahead, Kenneth. 
I thought that uh, a continuum what Jens said that uh, what we found I think was sort of the mechanisms from each uh, strategy they sort of overlap a lot between each other and that is what the teacher need to manage in school so they need to sort of understand not not a manuscript or a sort of a manual they need to understand sort of the principles and the mechanisms and have them together and we sort of help them put them together i think that is sort of the the beauty of the book one of the beauties then i i completely agree and that the word i was going to use too kenneth is overlap because as jen said it because it's not prescriptive we don't say okay today use co-teaching tomorrow use behavior uh, analysis the to, the next day use co-teaching and that i mean uh, udl it doesn't make any sense to do something like that so instead recognizing that every situation could use a combination of tools and giving that right up front i think is the the beauty and the goal of it so that then and then some of these um techniques are going to be ones teachers are more familiar with and they don't have to read as in depth about it and others are relatively new and they might want to read and get some more information about what is this strategy? Why are we using it? What is it from? What's the background? And we try and keep that pretty simple uh, and short. So there's more about the strategies and how to do it and less about the, the theory and the research behind it, but it's still there. Yeah, true. And I think also that I find interesting is that you can read it in so many ways. I mean, the first part of the book with all sort of all the scenarios, you you don't have to read a book to understand the scenario. You can read the scenario, take the solution, just go to the classroom and do it. That is also, I think, useful and maybe helpful if you are if you are overwhelmed. Maybe you want a quick solution to begin with, and hopefully you'd get interested to read more. And then you go to sort of the next phase, hopefully. Yeah. I also appreciate that we were really thinking about teachers overall and in general, not just student behavior, but we even have, you know, a chapter on time management and we have chapters on collaborating with others so that we're recognizing all of the issues, the major issues that educators deal with not and and again some of the student behaviors are massive major and some of them are minor but you know if you have that student who is constantly chatting or not raising their hand i mean after a while that becomes major so i think we tried to have the gamut of what teachers might need and i think that they'll appreciate that as well yeah, I think that's um, that's absolutely how we approach this by and I remember the early sessions when we were talking about this book and and just trying to draw on our collective experience about what are the common things that we hear teachers saying that are, are big problems for them. And as you said, Wendy, it's not always like the things that you would imagine, like massive problems like school violence or something like that. It's often these everyday types of challenges that teachers have to deal with alongside all of their other commitments and expectations. And they've got expectations from their administrators. They have expectations from parents. They have expectations from the students that they teach. So I think this book also is very empathetic to teachers' experiences um, because 
we we've all been in those classrooms trying to support teachers and understanding what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis. And the other thing that I really love about this book is that I think it's, you know, for me, I like to read, I don't know if they have these in, in Sweden, but in the newspaper, there's sometimes like an advice column where you somebody writes <laughs> yeah. in a problem and then someone yeah. has a solution to it. And I always love, and our book's kind of structured like that. It's, you know, here's a scenario with a problem. Does that resonate with you? We'll, we'll keep reading and we're going to give you a, a way that you might approach solving that problem. And if you want to know a little bit more about why that solution works skip to this chapter and we're we're kind of cueing teachers throughout the book you know read about the solution here and then if you want to read more about this then go to this other chapter and it's going to give you more of the theory and and more things that you can read about this but it's just so focused on meeting the needs of of teachers and as you said wendy not only in terms of supporting students, but also self-care yes. for teachers. And because it's a challenging, challenging job. Um, and I have so much respect for what teachers do. And I love that we were able to include those chapters that recognize that teachers need to take care of themselves alongside taking care of the students that they teach. Mm -hmm. I think we model what we preach because we talk in the chapter about universal design for learning that people need choice. <laughs> and we talk about in the time management chapter that we recognize that educators don't have time. And we talk about the need for self-care. And so the book allows for all of that. You choose what you read and how much you read and how much time you spend on it and what you take from it so that you can take care of your needs. So I think we do we do a pretty good job of that. Yeah, and I think Kenneth maybe said this before, but I think it bears repeating because it's it's um, really respectful of teachers' time that this is not a book you have to read from cover to cover to get something out of it. You could pick it up and read one chapter and go away and try something new the next day. And um, if it works, then that's great. And we, you know, we talk about how you track your success and that and that sort of thing. But it's not something that you're going to have to read tons or try to work into your already busy schedule as a teacher. You could read a chapter or two and do something differently tomorrow that will make a difference yeah. yeah i have actually heard some readers some teachers who read started to read the book and there were a few that likes to read about evidence-based uh, theories they started sort of in the second part and started with one chapter that they were interested in but they say hey when I read that chapter, it referred to the next chapter. So I had to, so I went on and read that chapter, and then you refer to that, and then they continued. But they started like chapter that, and they jumped from chapter to chapter based on what they got interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think we did, we tried to make those connections really explicit. So we have things saying, hey, if you're interested in this, go to chapter seven. If you're interested, go to chapter three. So people would see that overlap really clearly, transparently. And again, recognize everybody who's ever taught ever knows that teaching isn't linear. You know, it is, it's, what do I do right now? What do I, right now I'm thinking about curriculum. Whoops. Now I'm thinking about classroom management. Whoops. Now I'm thinking about, you know, so yeah. that's great. I think they can do that. Yeah, true. 
<laughs> I also want to say that it in um Jen, you started with this too. This the collaboration that we had, the three of us, I think also speaks to this book um, because we did all just kind of come in with very different experiences and um and and just collaborating on this while you were in the UK, uh, I was in the United States, Kenneth was in Sweden. So we were taking all of our different experiences, you know, all three of us have worked in Sweden, but Jen and I are clearly not Swedish. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so bringing in and recognizing, oh, wow, here are some of the issues that are just pervasive. And I don't think there were many things that were so specific to Sweden that if I, other than us learning the word frittids, <laughs> yes, yeah, right, true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was, I think, that yeah. was probably the one thing that we really had to wrap our head around. But yeah. uh, otherwise, it was just so nice to, uh, well, nice and and a bit poignant, I think, to recognize that issues are issues, and they're they're just about yeah. being in class and. And also the fact that it's kind of exciting to know that so many schools are trying to be more inclusive. They are yeah. saying, hey, yep, we've got kids. We're not going to worry about what kind of label they have. We just need strategies so that all students can be successful academically, behaviorally, socially, you know, their self-esteem, their social skills, like all of these things. What can we do as teachers collaboratively and that really is where we started with this is you're not doing this alone there are so many people out there who have a lot of expertise in deep areas and so recognizing that too and recognizing that you can reach out and benefit from working with some of those people just as we reached out to one another to benefit to to create this book yeah I also think that uh, a strength of the book is that we've included so many different special education needs um, because in the inclusive classroom and at the beginning of the book, we kind of describe the inclusive classroom and all of the, the students that are in this classroom and what are their specific strengths and, and what are some of their challenges. And then we bring those students back into the scenarios in different places. So we're talking about kids with emotional and behavioral disorders. We're talking about kids with um, autism spectrum disorders, with intellectual um, uh, disabilities, um, gifted and talented students. So we have all of those special education needs um, within this book, recognizing that these are the, the types of classrooms that uh, that teachers are, are working in these days and that we need to think about all of those different types of needs um, and the types of strategies that will work for them. Um, and I think the good news and what I hope people will take from this book is that you don't have to have a different strategy for every need. Yeah. <laughs> that there are common threads across these needs. And if you understand the strategy and why it works, then you can see how it applies to different students uh, who may on the surface look like they have very, very different needs. But once you understand a little bit more about how these strategies work, you can generalize them. Right. And I wanna, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jen. Um, because I do think in the beginning, how we describe each of the kids in this class is also unique. And then we have Swedish language learners in there as well. 
Yeah. Um, and like you said, we have students who are gifted or are gifted and have disabilities. And then we also have our typical learners. But even with every single kid, they each have their own strengths and they each have their own needs. So I do think recognizing that and benefiting off the strengths and using some of these strategies for multiple students so that we're not burning out our energy thinking, oh, I need a lesson plan for each one of the 20 or 30 kids in my class, which is just not reasonable. No. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Just one reflection. I had one teacher who is, uh, who is using the book, uh, who's reached out to me. Uh, she said that uh, she first read the book from the whole book. But she says now she's using it over and over again. She has it. She says like it's my friend in my classroom. She uses it when she needs it and gets back to it and uses parts of it. That's that's was, lovely to yeah, hear. Yeah, lovely yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. great. That's excellent feedback. Yeah. yeah, and I think we wanted it to be a resource, and it sounds exactly yeah. like that's how she's using it as a resource for her. And we all need that. You know, you can read things, learn them. And then in the moment you kind of forget. So yeah. to be able to tab it and say, oh yeah, this is a great one. I want to keep coming back to. And as teachers, we need to practice. I was a teacher for many years and I know there are things that when I'd hear it at professional development, I'd go, oh yes, why aren't I doing that? I knew that, but I've kind of forgotten it over the years. So I think sometimes we need to refresh and having yeah. that maybe right on your desk as your toolkit <laughs> to be able to keep coming back to and say, yeah, let me let me keep bringing out these tools over and over until they're just second nature. And I think the way that the book is organized in the uh, in the first part where we're kind of organized the chapter by problems, the types of challenges that that teachers might encounter. Um, <clears throat> And so if you need a strategy for a particular type of problem, you can just look at that chapter title and, and find it. But um, carrying on from what you said, Kenneth, with the with the feedback from the teacher of kind of going back to it and, and reflecting on it and, and uh, using it as um, a bit of a guide as, as problems arise. Um, ultimately, I think that this book will work best if teachers are talking about it with one another and talking about those problems and those strategies and how they worked in their classroom. And, well, I made this adjustment to the strategy and it worked better and sharing that information because these strategies are not static. They are dynamic. And we give you the basics for making that work, but every teacher can then go and adapt it to his or her classroom and make the contextual fit better, make the strategy better for their classroom. And I think if teachers are getting together and talking about how they've applied these strategies and um, importantly, any adjustments that they've made, to make them work better, then those are going to be really helpful conversations for teachers to have. Yeah, I love that. Plus it mimics what we say, collaborate, 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 right? <laughs> Communicate, <laughs> collaborate. That's how you're gonna be able to do this better. Yeah, exactly. I actually have one more example. I have uh, a principal, she hasn't experienced yet. She has just bought books for her teachers. She will use it the next school year when they have 
every week they are grade preschool class to grade six. So they have a development conference every week with their staff in groups. So they will use sort of the book. So she, she bought it for every teacher at the school and they will use it at this conference. So different groups can choose a different uh, chapter and have different challenges and sort of have, have uh, group discussions around uh, a scenario, for instance, and then maybe to next week they could read that chapter and talk about that and go on. So then it can be a tool for professional development throughout the school year. Uh, I love it. A book study. Yeah. Yeah. That's and but a, a dynamic differentiated book study. That's yeah, really yeah, cool. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. It would be interesting to hear how, how what works for them. Yeah. 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 And I think as teachers, um, read the book and, and use the book, it would be great for us to have their feedback. The things that have been coming in uh, that have um, have reached you, Kenneth, that's yeah. incredible information to hear. But we also want to hear about what teachers didn't find helpful because yeah. when we go to do another edition of the book, we want to incorporate that that teacher feedback. And I know that in developing this book, and I think it would be helpful for people to know that we did have teachers read those chapters and comment yeah. and say, this isn't really clear, or I don't really understand how this would work in my classroom. And we went back and made uh, revisions based on that feedback. So teachers were also a part of the process of writing this book. We're not just, you know, sitting here in our offices now detached from the everyday yeah. experience of, yeah. of teachers and, and telling you what to do. Um, we did talk with teachers um, as as we were writing this this book, but any feedback that that folks want to send us, and I suppose they can do that via the website, Kenneth, if they yeah. wanted to get in touch and and provide us some feedback. Let us know what worked, what didn't work, what was clear, what wasn't clear. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, we want this book to be as practical and as helpful to teachers as it possibly can be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. When we wrote it, I think uh, a big focus was uh, the teachers that are already out in the classroom, but maybe another group that it would be beneficial would be teachers who who's, are about to become a teacher. Uh, I don't know in your countries, but in, in Sweden, uh, they have like courses when they are out in the classroom doing practical training. Mm -hmm. I think in, in those courses, it would be suit perfect because they, they put everything together. They read about the theory and then they have it all together and get sort of a, a guide when they are out to doing this course. So I think that could be also a good audience for the book. Yeah, I think same for us, you know, during field work, student teaching, yeah. it does pull everything together, even in our like introduction to special education classes that all of the students take. I yeah. think because we try to address so many things, um, yeah. it's very helpful as well. But yeah, I could definitely see it in a in-service um, or pre-service, sorry, pre-service uh, student teaching field work kind of course for sure. Yeah, and it's we yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, Kenneth. I, I think that's a really important place to have this because my experience in working with um, new teachers or, or teachers in training, as they go out and have those classroom experiences, 
their perception of what it's going to be like is very different from the reality. Um, as soon as I came here to Georgia State, I was asked to join a group to put together an expanded curriculum um, for our teacher preparation program um, with respect to classroom management and uh, behavior support because we had our practicing teachers going out and coming back and saying, nobody prepared me for the number of challenges that I was going to have. And, you know, we've got a great college of education here, but it's that it's it's the difference between the theory and what you think you're going to do versus what you actually need to do as a teacher. And I think having uh, those scenarios that explain what it's actually going to be like, those are practical problems that we've all seen in the classroom. Um, they're not just hypotheticals that I think it will better prepare teachers for the types of challenges they're going to experience. And importantly, will give them some strategies going in that they can try and, and have success with. Because we haven't put anything in this book that well, in order to do this, what we recommend is you go and take a course in this or that, or you get go to a workshop. It's These are the strategies. You can read about it right here, and you can go out and apply it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to show the book. It's difficult, and I need to take it in. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people yeah, when I was listening to, to this, sorry. When I was asked to, to um, join this group at, at Georgia State, I wish this book was already translated to English. I was lamenting the fact that it's only in Swedish because it's exactly yeah. what, what the teachers, the uh, pre service teachers here need. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so, so that's just, that right is we're just gonna get it changed over into English as well. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah, true. <laughs> and people who's listening to the podcast, you just need to go into the website freudstoolbox.se and find it there. Or and in any internet bookstore, of course, it's there as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully student literature will be sending out yes. information about it and everywhere and I, yeah. and I have both done work in Sweden at different school districts and with different schools and so hopefully we'll continue our work over there as well yeah be in person yeah absolutely I think that is perfect final words and I think we finalize that <laughs> <laughs> okay thank Thanks you so much uh, thank you it. so much. It's fun talking about this book. I'm proud of it and I'm honored to have been a part of it. Same here. <laughs>